3: And so today, at this time, in this place, let's start afresh, all of us. Let's begin to listen to one another again, hear one another, see one another, show respect to one another. Politics doesn't have to be a raging fire, destroying everything in its path. Every disagreement doesn't have to be a cause for total war. And we must reject the culture in which facts themselves are manipulated and even manufactured. So, check.
0: <laughs> so I like that tone and, and I agree with him mostly, but um, uh, Joe Biden is now president and I do. My, what are your biggest concerns if you have any concerns? Or how about let's be fair? You got some optimistic stuff? And some Mm. pessimistic
4: stuff. Uh, Yeah. On the optimism side, Joe Biden is mostly a nice old fella who people like. He's got a bit of the fabulist in him, the uh, Brian Williams disease, where he says stuff that just isn't true. He just gets carried away in his own stories. It's very strange because he's been punished for it hard in his public life multiple times, and he just can't stop. So it's a little odd. But he's a nice fella and i'm hoping maybe a little nice fella tone takes root in the uh, the country and we stop hating each other because our greatest strength is not diversity it's unity it's listen i disagree vehemently with you but we're both americans
0: he has old friends on both sides of the aisle yes. so that you know that should help
4: yes i hope um one of my concerns though and and you've talked about this a lot through the years is that the Bipartisanship of Washington D.C. has brought us an enormous, broke, profligate, irresponsible, unresponsive federal bureaucracy that's now crushing. You know, the, certainly the financial aspirations of the people. The government has become the most powerful lobby that lobbies the government, yeah. which is a terrible situation.
0: Yeah, the the back to normal that you know, some of America claims they crave and that they're talking about on the cable news channels, the normal is spending way more than we take in, um, getting into wars that don't make sense to a lot of people, and you can't figure out what the conclusion is, and uh, like you just said, the regulatory state, so that's the normal.
4: Yeah, and the regulatory state and the idea that you can tax business and those fat cats, <laughs> we got them. As opposed to understanding that money is fungible, that money flows in all sorts of different directions, and that will result in higher prices, lower wages, less productivity, fewer jobs, the rest of it. I just the idea of taxing us ourselves into prosperity is just it's well, it's idiotic. And I know he swings that way.
0: Now, my big concern is uh, James Lindsay, the leading light in America on keeping his eye on wokeism. Ah, uh, yes. And writing yes. books about it and all that sort of stuff. And he is a... He, he didn't like Trump. He's a lefty, atheist, college professor sort of guy. But he voted for Trump because he felt like Biden was going to be an... Acceler- a Biden administration would be an accelerator pedal for wokeism. And all this anti-racist BS being taught in government and schools and everything like that. And I think he's right. And here's, here's a little example of it. Um... And some interesting responses. And we just heard J. singing in Spanish, which was just fantastic. Oh, it brings a tear to your eye. Um, the New York Times yesterday said, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo's tweet that multiculturalism is not who America is. Sent on his last full day at the State Department infuriated American diplomats who described it as a final insult by the Trump administration. Ben Shapiro, to his credit, said, hmm, that's kind of interesting that that was so offensive to so many people around the world that the Trump administration said multiculturalism is not who America is. And he quoted some of our friends around the world. Under the doctrine of state multiculturalism, we have encouraged different cultures to live separate lives apart from each other and in the mainstream. David Cameron of Great Britain. Mm. Multiculturalism is a failure. Former leader of France, Nicolas Sarkozy. Sarkozy. Multiculturalism leads to parallel societies, and therefore multiculturalism remains a grand delusion. Anglo-Merkel of Germany. Our model is universalist, not multiculturalist. Emmanuel Macron, the leader, current leader of France. Wow. This is good stuff. The rest of the world, who started this before we did, now says out loud, and these, most of these people are crazy lefties, even by American standards, mm-hmm. are saying, that does not work. The whole multi thing is a disaster. Right. We need to uh,
4: do this again tomorrow early in the show. I want more people to hear it because in the parallel societies thing, that's what they're talking about. You don't, you don't end up with uh, one great country that loves and tolerates people from everywhere with all sorts of different color skins. No, you have separate societies that don't communicate. They don't g- cooperate in terms of uh, economics and politics and culture and the rest of it. And they feel. You like,
0: fall apart. And they feel like they're in a battle with the other groups. Right. For supremacy,
4: which is also reinforced by the cultural identity politics of today. Sure. So and Joe they're Biden- intentionally separating people into camps.
0: Sure. And Joe Biden took a big step in that direction, the multicultural direction last week when he announced that, that his big COVID relief that he's going to do. Is going to uh, you know pri- be prioritized based on you being black, Hispanic, Asian, whatever, mm-hmm. which is just craziness. I mean, just crazy. Yeah. So that's that's my biggest concern, and I don't know if that's who he's always been or if he just feels like that's where we are now. I, I don't have any idea. Or 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 maybe he's too old to really you know that's a new thing and he's too old to think it through i, I, well, I don't know. like a lot
4: of uh, you know educated white people he said oh anti racist well i don't want to be called a racist so i must be in favor of that and they and they get swept along like idiots um yeah that's that you're right that is absolutely concern number 1 the gleeful tearing of america apart e e pluribus pluribus out of
0: many many you want to pit people against each other? Make a statement as president that you're going to prioritize one race over another. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. Wow. No kidding. I agree with Sam Harris who said, what did he say? That was unconsciously stupid or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's Fulfundly what I'm going to have. idiotic. That's what I'm going to have my eye on in the early, uh, the early days of the Biden administration. He's still speaking, by the way, so he's a good half hour, 40 minutes into his inaugural address. If he says anything super exciting, I'm sure you'll hear it somewhere. Perhaps not here. Yeah, yeah, and it's fine. But
4: what people say is such a poor substitute for oh, what yeah. they do. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, how did speeches become? It's it's a bit of an anachronism, isn't it, at this point, the whole idea of speeches? I can understand why they became a really big deal when that was the only time you got to hear from whoever. Right. Um. But now you have s- such a way to communicate constantly. I'm not sure speeches really even need to be a thing yeah it's something to
4: talk about for the chattering classes, but not much more really I mean unless he he unleashed a real uh you know uh, eloquent and powerful address that moved people's hearts and minds i I don't find that really likely.
0: I don't think anybody can. it's not a knock on Joe Biden. It's just we hear from everybody so often it's not a it's not a unique thing to get to hear what anybody thinks about something,
4: yeah, yeah. But it occupies a space like the uh, the toast uh, at a wedding, at a wedding reception. You know, keep it shortish, say they're nice people, crack a couple of jokes, and then move along so everybody can get drunk and some people will dance.
0: So they just finished up, and, uh, and now the, 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 the tiny crowd that is there because of COVID is going to file out. And so I was at the inauguration. Oh, Garth Brooks is coming up. Finally. That's what the world has been waiting for, Garth Brooks. Four years ago when I was there for the Trump uh, inauguration and what ended up being the, the real final count on that? Like 250,000? Cause he was claiming 500,000. I can't remember. To try remember. to have as big as Obama, but I think it was 250,000, which, you know, I don't know about your life experience, but for me, that is by far the biggest crowd I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. 200, a quarter of a million people. It was, it was unimaginable how many people there were when when everybody let out of that and started headed toward their hotels or restaurants or wherever they're going every street going every direction was like you know when a ball game ends and you're in that hallway trying to get to the parking lot right everywhere and for miles i mean walked for miles like that and everywhere you looked it was just shoulder to shoulder people. It was so crazy. Oh,
4: I got friends in both houses. <laughs> hey, he's singing. Can we hear a girl Let's hear a little. We Garth with Lady Gaga and the J Lo.
0: There you go. Oh. Amazing Grace. But mm. now uh, too trite for you? Or yes.
4: I, yes. Was
0: blind. I get the sense you guys aren't enjoying this day at all. I as I've said, see. ceremonies aren't really my thing. I like Garth Brooks. I like this song. That's a lovely melody. Now, is, it's,
5: it's omnipresent.
0: Huh.
4: Thousand it's the roses or red, violets or blue of religious music.
0: Bright, <laughs> shining as the sun, we days to sing You'd God's almost to have to be a Garth Brooks or something like that to be able to stand up there and sing that a cappella and not like freak out. You, you've done so many giant things. It's yeah. just another giant
4: thing. Listen to your voice echoing back at you and stuff like that. I ask that.
0: you to sing this last verse with me. Not just the people here, but the people at home. At work. Yeah, As one. I'm at work. United. Go ahead if you want to. You
3: don't oh,
0: want me to. Sing grace. This is the way I'm at any event where they say that. Now everybody on their feet is singing and singing. I gotta move my, my lips a little bit because I don't want to be the I don't want to be the kind of guy that doesn't participate, but I don't really want to belt out a song either. So. Yeah. Don't tell me what to sing. Can we get back to sea shanties. I once well. I was thinking earlier, the, the non-religious crowd, which is a pretty good chunk of the Democratic Party. I mean, they think religion is the source of all evil, and there's all kinds of books and podcasts and marches about that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. they got to hate the Bible and the so-help-me-God and religious music and all that sort of stuff.
4: Yeah, I suppose so. I've never heard anybody actually kvetch
0: about it publicly.
1: Because they don't want
0: to leave, uh, lose the uh, the black Christian vote. Right, yeah, you have that weird intersectionality. Mm-hmm. So the president
4: unleashed his list of pardons and commutations. It seems like an odd practice. I have some information on how it got started and the concerns of the founding fathers, and it's gone way too far. I mean, from the loathsome pardon of Mark Rich by Clinton, through the every president, Man, pardons the, various cronies who just really don't have it coming. The
0: presidents are really enjoying hugging Garth Brooks. I mean, he kind of stopped for one, and then it was like Obama, and then Clinton wanted a piece, and Bush wanted a piece. Everybody really wanted to, like... <laughs> Fist bump and smile at Garth. Garth Brooks. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> he might be the biggest celebrity of the day. They all went gaga, if you'll pardon the expression, for Garth Brooks walking by. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Obama like leapt out of his seat. <laughs> oh my God! It's Garth Brooks. Wow. Then somebody's got
4: mop up duty. Who's talking there? Is that? T- um
0: some gray-haired senator, yeah. old white male, who wants to hear from him? Yeah, I don't need. Well, I guess we're through here. Probably uh, the, carefully. and we are reestablishing the patriarchy, just to want to make that clear to everyone. So. <laughs> God bless. Uh, <laughs> more on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTC.
3: Armstrong and Getty. I'm not scared.
0: Joe Biden is the President of the United States. Um, we're listening to Lil Wayne sing a song from the Spider Verse soundtrack. Love this song, but the reason we're playing Lil Wayne is he's one of the people pardoned in the middle of the night by President Trump. Um, here, here, Lil Wayne's rapping comes up here in just a second to give you an idea of the the criminal voice, the former criminal voice. Oh, ooh, ooh, Wayne. L-I-L- Still a
4: Lawbreaker, Jack. What what was, I can't find him on the list.
0: What was his crime
4: again? What's what's his name? What's his real name?
0: Uh something Carter?
4: <laughs> undersized Wayne. Dump? I ain't never scared and I ain't never
3: horrified. Uh,
0: Dwayne Michael Carter Jr. I ain't scared, he says. So he got pardoned. I why why was why is Trump pardoning singers for various gun charges?
4: So? No, no, I'm scrolling through trying to find his uh, his case because the White House put out a statement of it's pages and pages and pages. Of everybody that got, they got uh, commuted or pardoned.
0: Uh, what was the total number at the end? I know he did like another 90 or so last night. It was like
4: 70 and 70 last night. 70 pardons and 70 commutations, which just means he takes away the, the rest of your prison sentence or what have you.
0: Still well short of the record, which is FDR with nearly 3,000 pardons in his four-term presidency.
4: April Coots. That's a funny name. <laughs> um, let's see
0: um, Every president does this It's kind of a, a a power Maybe they ought to look over again Or maybe put some limits on Because, I don't know Always seems to be a little bit of a No rhyme nor reason to why some people get pardoned
4: Yeah, <coughs> excuse me Oh, by the way you know, Maybe I'll keep scrolling later and see if I can find it But there are some stone freaking crooks Who are now walking free I don't get it
0: yeah, Always happens Before we get back to that I, I meant to mention this earlier to build drama It's too late now, I think. Oh. Um, Because a lot of the Q crowd believed the reason there are 25,000 National Guard troops there was not to protect the Capitol from the sort of mayhem that happened two weeks ago. They were going to arrest Joe Biden and Kamala Harris on the stand there, and uh, the troops were there to keep the order, and Trump was going to continue to be president, and that was part of the Q belief.
3: Hmm.
0: Um, That did not happen, and... uh, Biden is now president and Kamala Harris is vice president. So I don't know what that does to your belief in Q. It's kind of like... Well, it'll change. They'll explain it away.
4: Here's why that didn't happen. And if you believe, you believe. I heard, I read the beginning of a really interesting, really long, but interesting article where a, a game designer, guy builds video games from the, uh, the ground up, he, was, he starts this article by talking about, and I can't remember the name, but it's uh, people try to find patterns even where there aren't patterns. And one of the first games he was involved in, one of the most successful, there were some tools lying on the floor that seemed to form an arrow pointing in a certain direction. It was completely unintentional. But one of the greatest challenges they ran into with the game, and they finally had to change it, was people would obsessively try to go to that spot and tear apart the wall or the building and just they wouldn't leave it alone. And no, no, it was just... It looks like a pattern. It's not a pattern. And he said the the QAnon, whoever's doing that, is really good at doing that in reverse. But the people aren't playing the game. The game is playing the people. It's providing them over and over again with unrelated pieces of information, uh, describing them in the most uh, dramatic way possible, drawing false connections, and then keeping people running and running. Hmm. Um, You know, I'll read the rest of it and see if I can explain it a little more skillfully down the road. But it's a good thought. So I'm reading more about the pardon power. I went back to the original conversations, Jack. I'm an originalist. <laughs> Article 2, Section 2. The President is given the power, I'm quoting now, to grant reprieves and pardons for offenses against the United States, except in cases of impeachment. Um, And some of the arguments that the Founding Fathers got into over that are, are pretty interesting and revealing.
0: That's pretty broad, though.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy broad. And uh, several people were really concerned about it and uh, JMAD. James Madison shut him down.
0: I got a ticket for not wearing a life vest in a lake once. I'm always hoping for a pardon for that.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
5: At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'll show
0: for a while I suppose a good radio show should have come back with a clip of Biden giving his inaugural address right there, but I can tell you more or less what he said. America is strongest when it does this or something, and we should all come together and forge ahead, and the future is ahead of us, and we've never been stronger than we've... That's what Be nice to was. each other. And that's what all the speeches are, and that's just fine. And they're fine. And they're fine. It's nice. It's a nice sentiment. If you got to have a speech, what would you say? But there is uh, some response. One is this I liked. Who's this guy? Sometimes I like to look and see who it was that tweeted it. Uh, Managing editor of newsbusters, whatever that is. The media doesn't believe this quote that Biden just gave in his speech. We can see each other not as adversaries, but as neighbors. We can treat each other with dignity and respect. We can join forces, stop the shouting and lower the temperature. For without unity, there's no peace, only bitterness and fury. You're right. None of the media, very little of the media, agrees with that. No. It's you're... nice of him to say it because it's a good thing to aspire to. And I would like it if that's what happens. If
4: you fly the flag, you're a white supremacist. But there was the not... media beliefs.
0: I was watching CBS this morning. There was not that this morning. And there will not be that throughout the day. I mean, it's not even going to make it today. Right. Let alone, like, it would start strong and taper off over time. No, no. This morning, they were mocking Trump and everything he did and stood for on CBS. Right. All morning long, and acted as if nobody voted for him.
4: Yeah, I know. I that, not seventy four million people or whatever the number was.
0: That's what bothered me so much. You know, about half the country supported Trump, uh, and you know, there's a chunk of the Bidens, the voters who don't really like Biden either. So, quit acting like we're all just uh oh, we're all just moist thinking about the idea that Joe Biden's now president is so happy. Okay, you four are on the set of the CBS Early Show, but not the rest of the country. Maybe half the country.
4: Is. Play the clip, Sean. Play our favorite clip. Come on, come the, on. The the, the lights, Buy the arms. arms. <laughs> this is CBS, folks.
5: On display tonight. See it was next. so stark. Oh, I tomorrow. mean, those lights that are that are just shooting out from the Lincoln Memorial uh, along the reflecting pool. It, I look. It's like almost uh, extensions of Joe Biden's arms embracing. America. That is the ah! most. That's
0: the most embarrassing thing I've ever heard another man say. That that was that is so
4: fawning. Just just go ahead and pleasure him if you if you're gonna go if that fawning. Go ahead and lick his boots.
0: Do a Jeffrey Tubin right there
4: while oh, saying his name. Oh, oh, oh wow, not appropriate. Here's something. So, well,
0: I, I, this fits together. Yes? So, Sean, you were just seeing this on your Twitter feed. There's a a large portion of the left that doesn't that they, they want uh, their media outlets to run the playbook that they perceive Fox News to run. And that is when when they are not in power, there is no bridges built, there is no uh, uh, it is it is power politics is essentially they they root for that because they saw that happened to the presidents that they like. So so you got people on the left, on, uh, some people on the left, unhappy with Joe Biden's speech because it was too bridge-building-y. Mm. You've got uh, what I talked about seeing even from the mainstream news about the way they handled it. And then we've got the flood of texts we've gotten in the last two days when I mentioned Garth Brooks. Of I used to like Garth Brooks. I can't listen to his music anymore because he sang at Biden's inauguration. So when you have those two attitudes, and I don't know what percentage of people fit into those camps. But with those attitudes, none of that coming together stuff is going to happen.
4: Nope. If you can't forgive Garth Brooks for taking a gig at an inauguration, yeah, there's no healing it. So here's a little something for everybody. The following segment includes Phil Mickelson and Lil Wayne. President Trump granted a full pardon to Dwayne Michael Carter Jr., also known as Lil Wayne. This is from the actual White House statement. Mr. Mr. Carter pled guilty to possession of a firearm and ammunition by a convicted felon owing to a conviction over 10 years ago. Brett Barish of Sovereign Brands, who supports a pardon for Mr. Carter, describes him as, quote, trustworthy, kind-hearted, and generous. Mr. uh, Carter has exhibited this generosity through a commitment to a variety of charities, including donations to research hospitals and a host of food banks. Dion Sanders, who just had his boombox stolen. I'm departing from the text slightly, <laughs> who also wrote in support of this pardon, calls Mr. Wayne, quote, a provider for his family, a friend to many, a man of faith, a natural giver to the less fortunate, a way maker, and a game changer.
0: Well, yeah, I don't know anything about Lil Wayne. He might be a perfectly nice guy that, you know, deserved a pardon. I have well, no he idea.
4: probably grew up in a uh, rough hood where people tote guns. Not a great idea, but I understand. Uh, and right next to him, William Walters. President Trump commuted the sentence of William Walters... Uh, which was supported by a bunch of different people, especially in the Las Vegas area, and numerous professional golfers, including Butch Harmon, David Faherty, Peter Jacobson, and Phil Mickelson, and former 60 Minutes correspondent, Lara Logan. Hmm. He was sentenced to five years uh, imprisonment for insider trading. That was the case where uh, Phil was called to testify. How much money has this guy got? He's served nearly four years of his prison sentence and has paid $44 million Whoa. in fines, forfeitures, and restitution. Uh, so, he got the pardon as well. Steve Bannon got pardoned?
0: Yeah. Yes, he did. Um, We're nope. going
4: to continue the work on the president's wall. Give your hard-earned dollars. And he got lots of old people, probably, to give zillions of dollars, and then he just spent
0: a lot of it. We did get a text from somebody who's allegedly who, who seemed to be pretty into this and knew a lot more about it than I did, who believes that the forces that hated Steve Bannon in law enforcement, railroaded the guy on that. And uh, mm. that's not impossible. See our conversation about Martin Luther King Jr. and the incoming Trump administration last right. time around. Right, Okay, fair enough. Like to know more about it. Um. Uh, but no pardon. Maybe the story is who didn't get pardoned, Joe. Uh, no Rudy Giuliani that we know of. No Tiger King. Trump family or himself, which would be mm. immediately a decision for the supreme court
4: so the whole pardon thing i find very interesting i went back to the beginning the discussions as uh, during the uh, constitutional convention under article 2 section 2 the president was given the power to grant reprieves and pardons for offenses against the united states except in cases of impeachment that's the entire text um uh nearly everyone agreed that the president should have the power to pardon some thought, however, that no one should be pardoned in the case of treason without the concurrence of at least one of the two houses of the legislature, because in the marvelous phrase of A Hamilton, quote, the supposition of the connivance
0: you're like you're a child. You child. It's the greatest musical of all time, Joe.
4: <sighs> the supposed this. <laughs> hmm. The supposition of the connivance of the chief magistrate ought not to be entirely excluded, meaning we might have a crook. The possibility that the president might use the power to pardon as a means by which to protect those with whom he had conspired to do harm to the U.S. uh, led to one of the most important but least remembered exchanges in the debate over whether the Constitution should become the Constitution. The exchange demonstrated that not only are there serious limitations on the president's power to pardon, that a president's threat to use that power may itself be grounds for impeachment. Mm. Uh, George Mason was deeply troubled by what he thought of the convention's failure to understand that the president in the U.S. might not always be someone of sound character and high intelligence, because everybody knew Washington was going to be the first president. Sure. And he was such an honorable guy. Hamilton was like, hey, 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 now, wait now. uh, uh, Mason, I mean. Did I say Hamilton? Hmm. George Mason. (laughs) Mason. Sung the idiot. Um, The president, he argued, (laughs) ought not to have the power of pardoning because he may frequently pardon crimes which were advised by himself. It may happen at some future day that he will establish a monarchy and destroy the republic. If he has the power of granting pardons before indictment or conviction, may he not stop inquiry and prevent detection. The case of treason ought at least to be accepted. This is a weighty objection with me. Pat Henry was against the Constitution in general, and he was was mad about that, too. But Madison, James Madison, who knew more about the Constitution than anybody, because he more or less wrote it, uh, he said, was there a danger in giving the president power to pardon? Yes. But there was a remedy. There is one security in this case to which gentlemen may not have adverted. If the president be connected in any suspicious manner with any person, there be grounds to believe you will shelter him. The House of Representatives. Be it a
0: rapper or not.
4: Right. Be a rapper or a golf gambler. The House of Representatives can impeach him. Right. They can remove him if found guilty. Hey, uh, hey uh, 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 Jimmy.
0: What if it's like the last day in office? So yeah, and we hadn't... hadn't thought of that. Replied <laughs> Madison. <laughs> Damn it! Oh, like that night when everybody—oh <laughs> oh, my god! Oh, oh crap! Says James
4: Madison. <laughs> Shit, old Grubers.
0: <laughs> um. Well, we hadn't even brought up. This is what we've complained about every four years. If it was a good idea to pardon any of these people, why did you do it in the middle of the night before you left office? I'm saying to. Every Trump, president: line. Obama, Clinton, Bush, all of them. That's where they need to change the rule. You have to do it. You have up to six months before the end of your term. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Trump did a, a couple of weeks ago. Sure. But, and I thought that was that was good. But the
4: controversial ones. And then they put out a specific statement on each person. Now, some of it, I think, is full of crap.
0: But, but the controversial ones, you'd have to do six months out. I th- there's something like that. Yeah, because yeah. why, why would you wait to the very end only because you're worried about. And everybody feels like, oh, what are you going to do? They're gone now. We get a new president. anyway. what's the new president up to? You know, you're, you're on to the next story so fast. Interestingly,
4: Madison said if a president is impeached, the power to pardon can be suspended and will devolve on the vice president. Should he, he be suspected, also he may likewise be suspended till he be impeached and removed and the legislature may make a temporary appointment. This is a great security. Unless, well, well Jim, what if he does it the last night? Ah!
0: Crap! <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: I didn't think of that. Nobody would do oh, that. son of a... Why would they do that? Nobody would do that. It's dishonorable.
0: So, for some reason, I get a kick out of watching the former presidents chatting it up and they're all walking around. And Bill Clinton spent a long time talking to that uh, young hottie who read the poem. Um, Yes, uh,
3: yes, yes.
0: And now Obama and Bill are talking. Our two happiest ex-presidents, Jimmy Carter, might be the most uh, comfortable in his own skin ex-president ever in the history of the world uh, for a variety of reasons. But I, I think Obama and Bush are pretty comfortable with their lives and... If they never heard from me again, I think they'd be fine. But uh, Bill Clinton, um, I'm not Although sure. Obama Trump has waded
4: into politics in the last year, definitely in a rather a strong way.
0: But some people, you know, I think leaving the scene is very, very difficult.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: Take well, up painting. He like Billy Jeff, very young men when they left that office. That makes a difference. That does right. make a difference. You know, if you're if you're, you're freaking eighty years old, it's pretty easy to say I've done my thing. Right on. You're in your forties or you're fifty years old. Yeah, you got to find something to do, and of course, you're still interested. It's what you've been doing your whole life. Do you know that, Sean?
4: Guys in their forties used to get elected president, or even their fifties, or even their sixties.
0: Pre- sounds crazy. To, pre- to, to president, you say? Right? Yeah, I know. I know. Wow. Clinton was forty-two. I think. Don't trust anybody under eighty. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got more on the way. Text line four one five two nine five KFTC.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Shutting down free and open debate violates our core values and most enduring traditions. In America, we don't insist on absolute conformity or enforce rigid orthodoxies and punitive speech codes. We just don't do that. America is not a timid nation, of tame souls who need to be sheltered and protected from those with whom we disagree. That's not who we are. It will never be who we are. From a great hall of Muslim leaders in Riyadh to a great square of Polish people in Warsaw, from the floor of the Korean Assembly to the podium at the United Nations General Assembly, and from the Forbidden City in Beijing to the shadow of Mount Rushmore, I fought for you, I fought for your family, I fought for our country. Above all, I fought for America and all it stands for. And that is safe, strong, proud, and free.
4: That's some good speechifying right there.
0: If he'd have done a little more of that, and you shave off not even very many percentage of the other stuff, he'd be uh, taking his second uh, oath today. And if he uh,
4: acted during the first debate like he did during the second debate, he'd be the president. No question.
0: So I just watched um, uh, Mike Pence walk down the steps, since he is actually at the inauguration, and get into one of the armored limos, and off he goes, and... He's got to be thinking, that was, a, that was a heck of a ride right there. Um, uh, what does he become? And, you know, as a man of the right, I'm pretty interested, starting today, what is the Republican Party becoming? Who's everybody listening to? Who's in charge? What, what are they hoping to be? Uh, I have no idea. Have no idea. Uh, that's going to be settled out over time.
4: Right, right. What will they claim to be and what will the reality be?
0: Who are going to be the power brokers? Is it going to be Trump? Does Pence play any role whatsoever? I doubt it. Um, yeah, the the whole
4: impulse to drain the swamp and understand that uh, that the, the idea of this nation had been turned on its head was one of Trump's greatest strengths, that uh, he knew that we were all working for Washington, not the other way around, and, and he wanted to do something about that. You know, his, his success was uneven, as they say, but that was a great impulse There are a lot of Republicans, a lot of uh, conservatives I really admire. Um, But whether they will actually get the reins of power and be able to do anything with it, or the swamp monsters will, we'll have to find out, I guess.
0: Yeah, if a return to normal is we just keep growing and spending more than we take in forever, and everybody that goes to D.C. ends up rich, that's the return to normal that you want, not the return to normal I want. Right. Right. And it'll be interesting to see how things the, the the tenor of news coverage changes when you don't have a president that tweets out things controversial on a regular basis um, what are all these cable news channels gonna talk about what's uh, you know what's it gonna feel like I, I don't have any idea
4: well they're gonna go from a rabid dog that attacks just without reason and without any uh, decency to now a, a loyal lap dog. That'll permit all manner of crap to go on.
0: At least that's what I expect. I hope I'm wrong. An old man that sits and stares out the window a lot. I think he's going to be a lot of that. See what his neighbors do. How come they don't take their trash cans in after the... Huh? Does it take so long?
3: I uh, this is Corn Pop. When I'm not trying to get my razor rusty in a rain barrel, I listen to Final Thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. There you go. If you uh,
4: didn't listen to the inauguration, uh, Corn Pop actually played the national anthem on his banjo.
0: Fantastic. It's one of the highlights. He's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. He's pressing the buttons in the control room. Michelangelo, final thought?
3: Yeah, congrats to our new president. The presidential inauguration went went off without a flaw, but President Biden's favorite comedian, Rich Little, was cut for timing. (laughs) Oh,
4: that's too bad.
3: Positive Sean's
0: our producer. Your final thought, Sean? I am anti-pageantry, but I am pro-democracy. Uh, pretty happy that uh, it ended up going off without a hitch.
1: I'll, I'll simply say
0: that. Indeed. Jack, a final thought to share. The institutions held, I agree. I'm, I'm I'm into the what actually happened. I don't like ceremonies much. But the institutions held what was supposed to happen happened uh, in a timely manner. And now can we stop hanging on every word of the, whoever's president anytime soon? Uh, yes, please. Uh, I don't care
4: how you voted. I don't care what you think. Joe Biden, Donald Trump, or or, or anything else. If you love the Constitution, you love this country, you are my countryman, and I'm proud to say so. But if you're an America hater, uh, you're coming for me. I got news. I'm coming for you. Whoa. Huh? Huh?
0: Joe Getty throwing Peacefully down the gun. and gauntlet.
4: politically, of course.
0: We're wondering what sort of super spreader event Garth Brooks was, because he definitely did the most running around hugging people with no mask on. Oh. I think the historians will look back on the great Garth Brooks moment. And how many people were wiped out from the, the, the very top levels of government. People are gonna be talking about the Oklahoma strain that's going around. And everybody yeah, everybody who was hugging was eighty years old, so whoops. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thank so little time. Of course, all those people got the vaccine already. Oh, that's right. That's a very good point. Go to armstrongandgetty.com, would
4: you? If there's something we ought to be talking about, send it along. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We've got some great new A&G swag. Uh, Hot links has the stuff we talked about, articles and videos and stuff.
0: See the rich and powerful get to hug Garth Brooks. You can't. It's the America we live in. Joe Biden's America. It's heartbreaking. See you tomorrow. God bless America.
1: And when it's over, it is over.
2: It is over. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes.
1: <laughs> that sucks.
5: If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying.
4: Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, you're, we're dismissed. Is that correct? Do you
5: want to
3: rephrase uh, what you're doing? We've left it all, as the athletes would say. We've left it all in the field. So, have a good life. We will see you soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Armstrong and Getty.